This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, it's 2024, and obviously many of us are hitting the ground running, and no organization doing it any less than Moms Rising. We're happy to have back with us, no stranger to the show, and we admire a great deal the work Moms Rising does and the work that she does. She is the Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at Moms Rising. Monifa Bandelli joins us again here on Make It Plain. Madam Senior Vice President, welcome back. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great today. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. So 2024 is already off to an interesting start. First of all, let's recap some of the things. Moms Rising has been doing so much important work, but let's recap some of the benchmarks you all were able to see through Monifa in 2023. Yes, 2023 saw like the bloom of the seeding of a lot of backlash against the gains that our movement has made over the past decade. People see what has happened in the recent years and think that people are leaning conservative or that there is this kind of organic growth of pushback to things like comprehensive and correct education, full access to people, to our institutions of higher learning, to books, all the things that we fought for, our reproductive justice, our parents have fought for that there's just like this organic, organic, excuse me, emergence of a force against it. But really it's a backlash because we've been winning as a movement so much in the past 10 years and shifting the conversation on these issues in a real radical way. So in 2023, we saw the rise and fall, I'd like to say, of organizations like Moms for Liberty. People have seen them brewing over the past three years throwing book bans in states, attacking queer students, and trying to put in place policies that get rid of books in schools that we know teach accurate history of America. And yet when they ran for many school boards across the country in, in November, we saw that they lost the majority of the races where they want, where they were running a candidate. In fact, in, in dozens of races around the nation, they only gained two seats. So that just goes to show you that, one, the bark is bigger than the bite. They Yes, they are still dangerous with their rhetoric and what they are able to do. But as we are training parents around the country to go into these school board races, to push back against this nonsense, because usually it's two or three people coming like they're 30, but we show up with real parents and say, actually, no, what we want are safe and healthy schools that teach accurate history, and we don't want this kind of mess. So we've been able to really win in that realm. Another thing that they prop up and are a part of is this anti-abortion access movement. And while we did see the fall of Roe, and we're coming up on the anniversary of Roe this weekend, but while we saw the Dobbs decision, not last year, but the year before, which was devastating in a lot of states, we've been winning against abortion bans state by state. And a big example of that was in Ohio, where we mobilized moms specifically who said, I don't want my daughters to have less rights than I have. And it was a resounding win to amend the state constitution in Ohio. So 2000, 2023 uh, was really important 
for us to see what the potential is for 2024. You also, obviously some of these issues carry into 2024. Workplace, justice, paid family, leave and medical leave. There, There were some victories there, still a ways to go. There's still a ways to go, but a really big one that we've been working on for actually 10 years was the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. People think that birthing folks are protected when they become pregnant to return to work, to have accommodations, be able to go to the bathroom and drink water. And that's just not the case. It was really on a company by company basis. So put passing this federal legislation, put in place additional protections. If you work in a factory and you shouldn't be lifting 20, 30, 50 pounds, you're protected. If you're a cashier, you're supposed to have a break to have water, to be able to go to the bathroom. I know a lot of people think, oh, that wasn't the case. Yes, that was not the case before the passing of the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, which was a really big win for us. But continuing to win paid family leave in states and in cities like we did in Durham, North Carolina last year. Also, the health care, home care as well, treating home care workers, many of whom are are disproportionately women of color making sure that they're treated fairly. And I had some guests on from one of the unions talking about this recently and and had a a literal uh, revelation right here on the show, Monifa, in that for centuries, black women in particular took care of sick white folks for free on the plantation and and elsewhere. But also sick white folks and their babies. That's right, and their babies, (laughs) that's right. And we were just sitting here talking. I said, wait a minute. That's why they don't want to pay y'all. Because we you, this work was done for free going back to the period of enslavement since forever. So it's the, the New York Times giving away its uh, content online for free for two, 20 years and then they want us to pay for it. We ain't paying for that. This is, this is, this is but that's an inanimate object. We're talking about human beings here. They're so used to black women and now Latina women taking care of, taking care of folks in the home. We ain't never paid y'all before. Why are we going to pay you now? Why are we going to pay you now? And a lot of people are exploited to this day, aren't really getting paid or having their wages stolen or having to be compensated in housing and all these kind of things. So it's really, it's interesting that you say that because they were not paying for it longer than they've been paying for it. Because when you think of the time of slavery, right, if you're thinking, if you're going back to, to 1619 to 1865, that's a longer period of time than from... <laughs> 1865 to now. So of course not. These are some of the things where we know Moms Rising has been doing work. So talk to us about how work on some of these issues continues in 2024. It is great news that Moms Liberty got pushed, got shut down. We're not shut down, but they lost significantly in November. That was a good thing. That said something. All of the races since Roe, the political races since Roe, where women's bodily autonomy has been on the table, those are races we've also won. So this portends, I would hope, for some good things for 2024, but obviously we're we're still not out of the woods. We're not out of the woods, but we really have to continue to lean on the collective wisdom of Black communities and Black women. Like we said, with the care workers, my grandmother was a domestic worker. Going back, to many of everyone pretty much of like us can trace 
their lineage back to a time where we were the care providers and we were also the midwives. A big issue that we work on is the maternal health crisis. I live here in Brooklyn where just two months ago, another young, healthy Black woman died in childbirth at Woodhall Hospital. People may have heard of it, just a huge, they they declared yesterday that it was an error on the part of the medical staff there, but she's the second one in only just two years. But we were the midwives. If we're going to go back to history and talk about when we had a less medicalized childbirth process and people that looked like us and cared for us and cared for our families were there with us, and then the shift to make that illegal, now midwifery's coming back, but we can't afford it. Now it's something that's exclusive to people who have resources. But we were the architects of that. Black women were giving birth to white people's babies, our babies, everybody was being cared for by Black women. So we actually know the policy solutions that we need, and we have to continue to push them forward. So in 2024, we're continuing to push the momnibus, which is this comprehensive package of bills that would really halt this maternal health crisis in its tracks. And we know that if we center on Black and Indigenous women, it brings down the maternal death rate across the country for everybody. Like when it's good for us, it's good for everybody. Continuing to fight these workplace issues, but the issue of bodily autonomy really goes beyond abortion access. Even when you look at people who suffered from maternal morbidity or God forbid maternal mortality in these hospitals, if many times has been an issue of bodily autonomy, we're not being listened to, our pain not being taken seriously, forcing procedures on us that we don't want. So a bodily autonomy is about abortion and beyond. It's that I know what's best for my body. I know what's best for my family. I know what's best for my community in that way and so on and so forth. So we're continuing in that vein. We share stories of real people on the ground that are impacted by these issues. We take it right to the halls of power. Sometimes it's the state capitals, but a lot of times we're in the U.S. Capitol. We took moms from 23 states last year to talk about the child care crisis and cliff that we're reaching and talking to the administration. And then they made that executive order to expand child care. It is really important that the voices of real people impacted by these issues are put forth. And then the last thing I want to say is that in a couple of days, we're facing a cliff in WIC. I don't know if people know about the WIC program, but WIC is a program. It's women, infants, and children. My own mother, who was a social worker, was one of the first WIC directors here in Brooklyn back in the 80s. And it really helps to shore up women who have just given birth. It's nothing from, nothing from out of space. It's something that developed nations all over the world have in place, like it's a no-brainer that you need to have these supports in place. But we don't fully, but we do have it through the WIC program, and it's facing major cuts come January 19th if we don't stop it. So the voices of moms are critical right now, and so we're continuing to mobilize our folks in their stories and fight back. What what would the cuts do? Give us an idea of just how bad this is, if you don't mind. The WIC cuts. Yeah, this is really bad. The The budget that we have for WIC, the proposed budget for this coming year is cut by a third. So that's a huge drop-off in the amount of services. I have to pull up the exact number of coverage for WIC. This is support for women who are pregnant and with children up to five years old. Mm-hmm. So this is really critical. We saw how the child tax credit that went into place during the pandemic really helped to lift folks out of poverty 
and then how, okay, yeah. So this is a cut. I'm going to give the number amount. So right now we're asking Congress not to cut $1 billion. That's the proposed cut, $1 billion from the 2024 budget for the full name of it. It's a special supplemental nutrition program for women, infants, and children. Folks know it is WIC. So this is huge. We're seeing money going overseas for all kinds of things. We're seeing an increase in police budgets. We're seeing an increase in prison budgets. You can pretty much come as a state and say you need more prisons and they'll print the money for you. But when it comes to making sure that we have a nutrition program for children up to five years old and their mothers, you want to cut that by $1 billion. Yeah, that's shameful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And, and that's one of the reasons I, I we talk, people talk about Roe and they talk about abortion access. I, I never just say that. I always say women's bodily autonomy because this, it, it reaches all of that and not just the aspect of abortion. And I think it's important we understand that this has been the struggle since we've been in this country. The loss of bodily autonomy, Moms for Liberty, they didn't want us to read. That was outlawed. So you want to control the books. You want to con control what we read, what we don't read, try to keep us from reading certain things. It, it reaches a, a point of insanity. Moms Rising also has been doing a lot of work on behalf of immigrant families. Yes, absolutely. And I, it, it's really interesting to me that given all that we've laid out, right, about the important that our communities play in care, the access that we need to education, that's coming at a time where there's a pushback on migration. Because I think that in order to have people be so disconnected from understanding the need to have people be able to seek asylum, to have people be able to migrate when they need to, you have to really strip people of access to education, to their own history, to what has created these conditions in the places where people are coming from, to understand what the conditions are here that people are coming to. You have to create an ignorant population, an, an ignorant electorate to lean in the way to really support what I consider to be inhumane policies right now in immigration. So again, we're working with families, lifting up these stories, really helping to educate people about what immigration to the United States really is about from different countries and the huge anti-Blackness that really undergirds all of this nastiness that we're seeing in terms of immigration polls and how people are feeling towards new people coming to the country. It's only certain places, right? We don't want, when I say we, people in America in general don't want people to uh, migrate to the United States from. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, absolutely. Lastly, what about gun violence? This this country still just seem this doesn't seem to have the political will, and people in Washington still don't seem to have the political will to do 
anything and they're just resigned. And even men in the community are uh, fatigued and worn out and helpless in terms of the constant gun violence we are living in our daily lives. The gun violence is just like these issues in health and family economic security. No one wants to invest in the prevention interventions. And some of that is because there's actually a lot of profit in the other side of it. So when you're talking about healthcare, when you don't invest in the prevention, then you get to invest in the outcomes and the disease. And we know that through the healthcare uh, system, that becomes profitable, right, for people who make money to develop things and medications for the disease. This is the same with violence, especially gun violence. When you want to continue to grow police forces and prisons, you don't invest in the things that get to this at the root, right? And so a lot of the care infrastructure, all these things, education, housing, employment, mental health assistance, shutting down the school to prison pipeline, all the things that we lay out at, at Moms Rising, we know those are the things that curb violence in our communities and in our homes, stable housing. And with gun violence, we know one of the things that curbs gun violence is cutting off the access to military assault weapons owned by individual people <laughs> who are not a part of any kind of defense army. And so there's a lack of will. And some of that is because of a lack of education and understanding, which we work on. But we can't forget that it's also because there's profit on the other end of that. And when you live in a country now that has more guns than people, and this is since Sandy Hook, like the proliferation of guns in communities and homes in the United States have gone up since the mass shootings of children. Has, has The rise of those incidents has, have happened just goes to show you where the focus is, right? The focus is on both the profit and also this really every man for himself, every household for themselves, arming ourselves to the T. What can people do to get involved with the work Moms Rising is doing, Monifa? Yeah, thank you for asking that. And, and, and also thank you for having me on. Every time we push these policies, we come across lawmakers who say, oh, my constituents don't feel this way. Oh no, my state, they agree with abortion bans. So they agree with allowing people to have access to assault weapons. And we know that in every state in the nation, there are plenty of folks, especially moms out there who agree with us. So please reach out to Moms Rising, go to our website, join us, because how we win is when we say, oh no, Mr. or Mrs. Senator, here's someone from your state. Here's a group of moms from your state who say, we actually need WIC. We actually need you to ban assault weapons. We actually need you to open up access for abortion care because I could get sick, I could die. And don't say that it doesn't impact your constituents because I'm one of them. And so that's why we do the kind of on the ground organizing in the states that we do so that our policymakers cannot lie on us. And how you can help us is by joining us. Follow us on all platforms. It's at Moms Rising. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and X and Threads, X formerly Twitter. And go to our website and join us. And I usually find when I tell people to go to the website and join, they always have a story to tell. We work across these 10 broad issues but if it's not a WIC story, it's a community violence story. It's a birthing story that many Black uh, moms have, right? 
that you want to share and you think that mm, it's just my story, what does it matter? Your story is the building blocks, it's the currency for the policy that we need to, the power we need to leverage to push the policies that we demand. So share your stories with us on the website. We put them together and we send them right to the leaders in those states and say, you have the data. Now here's the story from the real people who are impacted by these issues. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Very, very important. Happy to have with us Senior Vice President Monifa Bandelli of Moms Rising, do, doing the incredible work they're doing. And as she knows, I, I oft love to quote Dr. Osage Fokwame Nkrumah. We will determine the revolutionary awareness of a nation by the political maturity of its women. And so Monifa and Moms Rising are doing very important work, and we should get behind them, sisters and brothers, uh, mamas and babas, and also those of us who are men. We, it's time for us to stand up, because ultimately, if we do all we can to support women against the injustices they face, we also are helping ourselves, ultimately. And there is an agenda, particularly to divide black men from black women. That's we right. saw it, we saw it raise its ugly head in, in, in earlier elections and now it's getting worse. A certain percentage of black men want to vote for Donald Trump, that's what it is. I'm still not ready to believe that, but why in the hell is that so? Why is that even a conversation? That is ridiculous. And so as black men, we need to call that out and align ourselves with this kind of work. So that in case we are tripping a little bit, a little confused, just out of sorts, we can recenter ourselves. And that's what this is really about. Maternal mortality. Why are more black women dying in childbirth? What, what, is, what does Trump have to do? Why we want to be with Trump and Ice Cube? What does that have to do with anything? So folks, get with it. Get with the program. It, it is critical. Our lives and our well-beings depend upon it. MomsRising.org. I know we were getting ready to go. I'm sorry to start preaching like that, but Monifa, thank you. No, I, I, <laughs> I, you listen, that. I wanted to amen you ev everything you said and add, because we work on breastfeeding access. Mm. And we know that breastfeeding really helps babies physically, mentally, emotionally, like off the charts. And what we found in the research is that one of the greatest predictors as to whether a mom breastfeeds and for how long she breastfeeds is if the dad supports breastfeeding. This was a greater predictor than other aspects in the environment when we were doing the surveys. So black men out there, whether it's stuff that's in the home supporting, encouraging and being supportive around breastfeeding, making sure there's time, room and space, all the way to supporting these issues if we work together, we win. We're unstoppable together. We know that. That's and right. that's why there's an agenda to divide. Yeah, yeah. Black men, please support black women. 
MomsRising.org. This is all very important work, very important movement work. We're going to be together. Monifa, see you along the barricades. No doubt. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.